0: Love I always forget that the introduction is going to come on. Good evening, listeners. How are you this evening? I am feeling great on this evening. My voice is a little hoarse, kind of, I feel like it's a little hoarse because it's been a busy week. I've done a lot of talking, not only this week, but today is the day that we celebrate Dr. The- birthday so I have been reading stories to my kids we've been talking about Dr. Seuss and you know it is so difficult to read Dr. Seuss without being animated without flowing with the verses that are outlined in the book and so I've done a lot of talking to my kids a lot of reading Dr. Seuss a lot of reciting those silly words and poems that he puts in his books. We made our Dr. Seuss hats. We had a fabulous Sunday. And so my voice might be just a little scratchy, but bear with me. I definitely have a word from the Lord on tonight. And and I do love celebrating Dr. Seuss's birthday. He's like one of my favorite authors and favorite philosophers. He's wonderful. And so just bear with me with my voice. So thank you so much for joining the show on tonight. I have a very exciting topic tonight, and it is how thirsty are you? How thirsty are you recognizing the power of water? when God gave me this, I was like, "Mm, this is good, God. And I think I'm going to continue this series next week, at least, because I don't think I'm going to finish with everything tonight that pertains to water. Not just for our natural lives, but how important, how essential water is to our spiritual lives. Water is more symbolic in the Christian life. It's it's, it's literal, but it's also symbolic in the Christian life. So I think I'm going to end up continuing this series to next week. And so how thirsty are you? It, it, is, it, it amazes me every single time I look up statistics and information that has to do with water. So I drink just a ridiculous amount of water. Like water is my primary liquid that I drink. Every now and then I will drink a soda. Like I think I've I've already had one soda this year because I was out and about at a training and we had a potluck and there was some good chicken and uh, macaroni salad and it was a lot of good food. I was like, oh, I'm going to drink a soda with my food. So I've had one soda this year. I probably won't have another one until maybe the summertime when I get together with my family. So I drink very little soda. And I get so, I used to drink juice all the time. I drink very little juice. I drink the majority of my juice when my niece and nephew are here, and I drink juice with them. Other than that, it's water, water, water. But you know, water is so vital to the life of every organism on the face of the earth from the trees, the flowers, the animals, to humans. Everybody, every living creature, every living being on the face of this planet, needs water, has to have water. And then with humans, I will say clean water because we understand that there are portions of our world that don't have clean drinking water or clean water to wash, you know. So clean drinking water is vital to our life upon this earth. So let me give you some statistics. Our body statistically is made up of about 60% 60% of water. Now this could vary because babies have more water in their bodies when they're born. They usually have about 78% of water in their bodies when they're born and by the age of one they have about 60% or excuse me 65% of water in their body. Adult males have approximately 60% of water in their bodies and women have about 55% water in their bodies. Okay and so just an average of about 60% of our body is made up of water. And so it is recommended that men drink about three liter- liters of water each day and women drink about 2.2 liters of water each day. Are you getting your water in, listeners? If not, go get go grab you some Avion, go grab you some store-bought water or some store-brand water or aquacina, whatever your favorite water is, or just get some from the kitchen sink or use your filter to get you some water in your body right now because we need water. Let me tell us some other things that water does for us. Water forms saliva in our mouth because saliva helps with digestion. We need water around our brain in our brain because it manufactures hormones and neurotransmitters, okay, that transmit signals throughout our body. Water regulates our body temperature through sweat, through preparation, you're working out, you're running, you're walking, you're doing your cardo, your Zoom button, you begin to sweat. That's good. That's great. If you don't sweat, there's a problem. But if you are sweating, that's our body's natural process of, of preserving us or regulating our body temperature, okay? Water keeps our mucus mucosal membranes moist. So, the membranes in your nose, your mucus, your no, it keeps those things moist so you won't have a dry nose. I mean, y'all know dry nose is burning nose, and it does not feel good. <laughs> so, water keeps the mucus in our nose moist, okay? Those mucosal membranes moist. Water also allows our body cells to grow to reproduce and to survive. Praise the Lord for that. Hallelujah. Water flushes body waste out. Y'all know you use the restroom. That is our body's way of flushing the waste out that have infiltrated our body. Water lubricates our joints. You have some stiff joints, you need to get some lubrication, get you some water in, find out from your doctor how to lubricate these muscles because water is a part of that which lubricates our joints. Water is, um, I just talked about water being a major component. It's actually a major component of most of our body parts. Let me give you some statistics on that. Our heart and our brain are composed of about 73% of water. Our lungs are composed of about 83% of water. Our skin is composed of about 64% water, and our kidneys and our muscles are about 79% of water. And even our bones have a watery composite. Our bones are 31% of water. So water, again, is vital. I can't say it enough. Water is vital to our body. So it's a major component of most of our body parts. Water also aids in food to components that our food digest, so our food can go to whatever body part is needed to give us the fuel and the energy that we need to make for each day. And water acts as a short absorber for our brain and our spinal cord. Lastly, Water delivers oxygen all over our body. So water is is going everywhere through, from the brain, from the heart, to the lungs, to the kidneys, to the small intestines, large intestines, down to our um, our our legs and our feet. It, it it transports oxygen throughout our body. That's what water does. It aids in that process. So natural water, does a lot for us. I'm just like, I am always amazed at how just important water is to our day-to-day survival. Like we need water. If you are not a water drinker, I am commissioning you, admonishing you, encouraging you to get some water. Don't take that soda out. Don't take that juice. Let that Pepsi go. Let that Mountain Dew go. Let that Sierra Mist go. Let that Dr. Pep go and get you some water. If you don't like plain water, get you some fruit-infused water. Put you some strawberries, some cucumbers, lemons, mint, oranges, whatever else you think would be good in your water. Sit it in the refrigerator that night. Let it diffuse overnight and you're ready to go the next day for work or for your workout or whatever you do. Have that water bottle ready because you need it. I need it. We need to drink more water, okay? So, water, water, water. Not only is water important again to every living organism on the face of the planet, but our earth is comprised of mostly water. I forgot how much, but I'm about, I'm typing it in right now. But our earth, I think it's over 70% of water on the face of the earth. I am looking for the answer right now. So 71%, I was very close. Our earth is comprised of about 71% of water. Isn't that amazing? With all the billions of people on the earth, water, our earth is more, or our world is comprised of more water than it is land. That's amazing to me. So 71% of the earth's surface is water. Of course, we know there's rivers, streams, seas, that's that water source, right? And so, again, water is absolutely needed in our lives. And then I I will say good, clean drinking water. And so how do we use water in our day-to-day lives? We wash our hands. Like I wash my hands probably 20 times a day um working with, with young children and you know, they're they're sneezing and coughing and we're, you know, handling them and then we don't forget the food, we give them their to work, you know, we're washing our hands. So I wash my hands about twenty percent or about twenty times a day. So we wash our hands, we wash our clothes, we wash our car, we wash our dishes, we wash our bodies. Um Our lavatory facilities use water to flush down the waste. So water is needed in our day-to-day lives. We wash our hair, just everything that we do on a day-to-day. Think about the things that you do on a day-to-day basis. Water is a part of your daily routine. We all use the bathroom every day, right? So we're using the lavatory, flushing things down, washing our hands. Water is needed in our day-to-day. Have you ever thought about what would happen? If you didn't have water, if we didn't have water, I don't even know what would happen because we need it to survive. So prayerfully, we'll never get there. And so not only do we use water on a day-to-day basis, but if you have never noticed, the majority of products that we use, like non-food products. A of water. Like I'm an ingredient checker when it comes to my shampoos and my body washes. I like to see what type of ingredients are in it because I like as much natural products in or natural yeah natural products in the main product as possible. But if you ever look on the ingredients, most ingredients are shampoos, are conditioners, are even though the products that we use for our natural hair, if you look at it, water. Is usually the first ingredient you don't believe me walk over to your bathroom right now and pick up that shampoo bottle pick up that conditioner bottle pick up that body wash you're going to see water I would say 95 or more percent of the time it's going to be water is going to be that first ingredient now that could be good or that could be bad because I don't want a lot of water in my hair to break down my curls that's for another you know another lesson I would rather have, you know, natural ingredients in. But it shows us just how important water is, okay? So that's the foundation of water in our natural life. So how does water translate to our spiritual life? Oh, and I just thought about cooking. We cook with water, right? We cook our vegetables with water. Sometimes our meat, depending if you're putting it in a slow cooker, I usually put a little water in, or sometimes I'll just use butter, but we use water to cook with as well. And so again, water is just used so much in our day-to-day lives. So let's think about our spiritual life and how water relates to our spiritual life. So our topic is, how thirsty are you? Oh, one more fact that I want to share with you. So I read magazines, I do research online, I talk to different people, so I don't Remember who told me this information, but uh, either I don't know if it was a nutritionist or a doctor or somebody who' um, whose field is is medicine or health health uh, in the health area, but if you're thirsty like if you're if you're like I am thirsty. Then you have already denied your body the essential water that it needs. Like if you get to the point where you're thirsty, and I'm oh my goodness, I'm so thirsty. But even to the point of you feel a little thirsty, you've already denied your body the the liquid, the water that it needs. Like we should never get to a point where we're thirsty. We should be drinking that much water in our day to day lives that we should not go thirsty. Isn't that something? And when they told me that or I read it, or I can't remember where I see that information from, but it made so much sense to me. We should, I'm going to say it again, we should never be thirsty naturally um, because we should be drinking that much water. We should be replenishing our body of water so much so that we should never go thirsty. And I did have some information to let us know um, about thirsty. Did I write it down? Okay, I wrote a little bit of it down. Okay, so we drink water to replenish our body of liquids that are lost or released. And that, again, could be through uh, when we go to the lavatory and we're releasing waste, you know, water is lost through that. When we sweat, water is, is coming out of our body in the way of perspiration or sweat. So that's water lost. Um uh, when we have a lot of salt, like I know if I order pizza and I'm eating pizza that evening, the next morning or even even throughout the night, I'm waking up because those salts have absorbed some of the water out of my body and I become thirsty, right? And so when water is lost, when liquid is lost, that's when thirst occurs. But again, and that's why we drink to replenish those liquids to replenish that water. But again, we should never be thirsty. Let me tell you what thirst is. So thirst is when we crave fluid. So there's a lack of fluids in our body, an increase of osmolite, and salt is an osmolite. Um, So when there's an increase of the osmolite, like salt, or there's a lack of fluids, we become thirsty. If your body is lacking fluids, again, we should never get there. All right, so thirsty is also craving liquid, needing moisture, like the land needs moisture. If it's been a drought. Then the land is craving water, it's needing water, we need some rain, right? And then thirsty is also to eagerly desire, to eagerly desire something, especially when it comes to water, a liquid, that replenishing that needs to take place. And I'm going to push pause right here, because as I'm thinking about um, God bringing to my like the earth does not rain fire. <laughs> the earth rains rain, right? Because rain, again, is a replenishing agent, it is a restoring agent, it is a washing agent, it is an agent to get rid of dirt and waste. Okay? So the earth rains water, right? And then as I think about it a little bit further, Fire is a destroying element on the face of the earth. Water can be too through floods and hurricanes, but but, but fire can't put out water. Well, fire can uh, can kind of put out water. Fire makes things dry. But where I'm getting at is water is a powerful element because it puts out fire. Like it squelches fire. It uh, dissolves fire. It puts it out. Water is so powerful and, and so needed and so vast. It puts out fire like a burning agent that can get better than hot. Water can put that out. Water, water, water. It is so essential to our lives. I'm going to give us a little bit more fast because things are coming back to my remembrance. So what happened is I studied my notes. But I end up taking them to my job so I can look over them and I left them there. So God is bringing back my notes, they're bringing them back to my remembrance. So y'all just bear with me. And so water can translate into three different parts. Water can be a solid, it can be a liquid, it can be a gas. It reminds me of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? So a water, I mean a liquid, the water that we drink, right? A solid form of ice or hail, but specifically ice, and then a gas as water uh, is boiled, and water can get to some extreme heat. You know, when we're boiling water for our angel eggs, or for vegetables, or for whatever we're needing, our mashed potatoes, whatever. So water can get to extreme heat, but when that heat begins to rise, that moisture is coming up from that heat, in the way of gas right and even as we think about dew coming off the earth or coming off the ocean those vapors those are water vapors that are coming off the earth so again water is just we just need water we just need water in our day-to-day lives so when we're thirsty in the natural our body is craving liquid but what about your spiritual life have you ever been thirsty in the spirit like are you thirsty right now And if you are thirsty, what are you thirsty for? Are you thirsty for more? I I shouldn't say are you. Are we thirsty for God? Are we thirsty for his word? Are we thirsty for prayer, for communion with him? Are we thirsty for fasting and praying? Are we thirsty for worship? Are we thirsty for that intimate time with God? Or are we thirsting... For, for for people? Or are we thirsting for education? Are we thirst status? Are we thirsting for more money? Like, what are you thirsty for? And so y'all know where what scripture I'm going to, right? John 4, Woman at the Well. Yes, that's where I'm going. So John chapter 4 tells us of the Samaritan woman. Better known as the woman at the whale. So, the entire chapter of the entire chapter four of John is dedicated. Well, no, it's not. I'm sorry. Verses one through 38 are dedicated to the story of the woman at the whale. And I love it. I love this story. I'm not going to read all of it. I am just going to, I'm going to start with verse 11 and I'm going to read until verse 14. Um, I'm sorry. I I still didn't tell the. Tr- I still told the untruth. Verses one through. Yeah, hold on. I'm sorry. I gotta get it right. Verses 1 through 30 are dedicated to the woman um, at the well. So I just wanted to make sure that I got that correct because I want to give you truth and not what I'm thinking, you know. So, verses 1 through 30 are dedicated to the Samaritan woman or the woman at the well. So, starting at verse 11, I'm going to read in the King James Version. A woman saith unto him. So, let me bring you up to speed if you don't know this story. So, the Samaritan woman has come to the well and Jesus is there. Like, Jesus has just visited with Nicodemus. He's just talked to John and given a testimony. He's just made water into wine. And so Jesus is at the well. Some might say he was resting at the well, but he was really waiting for this Samaritan woman because there was something that he needed to get to her. There was a message that he needed to get to her. He needed to minister to this one woman, this particular woman. God will come for one. Let me tell you, he will come for one, just like he'll come for a hundred. He comes, so he was sitting at that well, waiting for the Samaritan woman. He was at Jacob's well, waiting for the Samaritan woman. So she's coming to draw water from a well, and we're going to talk about that. But I don't get to it tonight, I'm going to get to it next week. Water from the well. yes. Yeah, got to preach, water from the well. Okay, so the woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with. And let me go up to verse 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, if thou knowest the gifts of God and who it is that says to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. So she's drawing water from the well. Jesus asks her for a drink of water. She's saying, "But, but you don't have anything to draw with. Like, how are you gonna get some some water? So Jesus tells her, "If you knew who I was, you would ask me for some water. So it goes on to read: The woman says unto him, "Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? So where is the water coming from, Jesus? I mean, you don't have to talk from what you're talking about. Verse 13, verse 12, art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank of himself and his children and his cattle? Man, she don't know she talking to Jesus, but she like, dude. I mean, really, you know, Jacob. Jacob was a great man. He his name would change to Israel. The the tribes of Israel came from him. Like, who are you that you're greater than my forefather Jacob? Verse thirteen. Jesus answered and said to her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall never thirst again. That's good. But whosoever drinketh of the water, I'm sorry, let me backtrack. Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Verse 14, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him. Say in him. That's good, isn't it? That water shall be in him, a well of water springing up into everlasting life that is so good so when i was thinking about this scripture i thought about my grandparents so my grandparents had had a well that they drew water from you know there was a time we didn't have running water y'all know this and so people went to the, the nearest river the nearest stream the nearest water source in order to get water to wash with cook with feed the the animals And so um, my grandparents used to have a well and we had a pump. Oh my goodness. So by the time I got a little older, the pump was already, you know, um, there was no use for the pump because running water was in the house. So, you know, I used to pump it anyway, just because it was just fun to play with. Right. And so when we think about a well, a well is dug deep into the earth. water source for that well is the water that's running under the earth. So it's a steady supply, as long as there's water on the earth, 71% water on the earth, right? As long as there's water on the earth, there's water to supply that well. And so I'm assuming, because I never heard my grandparents or my mom say, I'm assuming that there was a bucket that they had to use, dip it, you know, they used the, the the, no, 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 they had a pump, I'm sorry. So prior to my grandparents' era, some of the people, or the people like the 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 the, the woman of the, uh, the woman at the well, she had to take a bucket, lower it down into the well, and bring it up in order for her to get water for her family, for her home. My grandparents actually had a pump, so they just put the wa- the bucket under the pump. You pump the water, you're good to go, right? But it still came from a well, that never-ending supply of water, right? <laughs> But look, if you get if there is a drought upon the face of the earth, it is a possibility that the well will run dry. Old Testament patriarchs they experienced dry wells, and when the water is dry, they went to another source of water or another well, and then they use that water supply. But the water that Jesus is talking about is water that is so fruitful and so much him that you'll never thirst again. Can you imagine never having the thirst again, like never being thirsty again? When we give our life to Jesus, he implants himself within us. He is that spring of living water That will never run dry. He is a well of living water within us by way of the Holy Spirit, because it is the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. When we are saved, when we ask Jesus into our heart as our personal Lord and Savior, when we um, ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit rises up within us and becomes that well of living water. Oh, my goodness. And not only is that well of living water that is within us, that never-ending supply of water, it's not just good for us. <laughs> it's good for the nations good for whoever needs it, whoever needs a drink of this living water, we have the supply. Whoever needs a drink of living water to be healed, we have the supply. Whoever needs a drink of living water to be delivered, we have the supply. Whoever needs a drink of water to be saved, we have the supply through the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that it is a well of water springing up into ever. Lasting life. It is for all who need it. We, as Christians, as saved men and women, as sons and daughters of God, we are that living water that supplies life to the world. That life is Jesus. That life is a testimony that Jesus saves. He heals. He delivers. He sets free. He loves. He cares for. He supports. He undergirds. He is that strong power, your your provider, your protection. He is all that you need him to be. He is that living water that you can drink from and never be thirsty again. We have the supply living within our belly through the Holy Spirit. But how do we keep that supply going? Through prayer, through worship, through praise, through the study of God's word, through uh, prayer and fasting, and through attending church strengthening ourselves with other sisters and brothers in the Lord. That is how we keep that supply going. You can't just get saved, ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, and that's it. No, you you have a part to play to keep that living water ever flowing in your spirit, ever flowing through your heart, ever showing love and care and patience and encouragement to other people. You have to keep, or we have to keep that living water flowing. And we do that through the Word. We do, do that through prayer, through praise, and worship, through uh, attending church services. That's how we keep that well of living water alive within us. And it is necessary. Just like we need water in our natural life, there are people that the Lord wants us to minister to. He wants us to witness to. He wants us to hug them and love on them and share the good news that Jesus lives, that Jesus saves, that Jesus wants to redeem you back to him. We need to be that spring of water, that life Giving water to all that are in need. So we are the source of water. Huh? It's not flowing through the well or or through a, a physical well. It's not flowing through the faucet. It's not in the avion bottle or the aquafina bottle. It's in you, that spring of living water. And so if there's ever a time that we are spiritually thirsty, that means we haven't been in prayer like we should. We haven't been studying the word like we should. We haven't been worshiping like we should. We haven't attended church services like we should. Understanding that some people have to work on Sundays. I totally understand that. But if you're staying home just to be staying home, then you're missing out on that, uh, on that replenishing, that restoring of that well of water that is needed, right? You're, you're missing out. So we need to make sure that that living water is ever flowing, not just to keep us supplied, but that we can supply every person that the Lord wants us to minister to. Amen? Amen. I want to uh, continue this teaching next week because there's a few other things that I want to share with us about the Holy Spirit and a little bit more teaching about the, the, that well of living water that is within us. But I'm going to stop now. Um, um, so We're going to do How Thirsty Are You? Igniting the Power of Water, part two on next week. Amen. So thank you so much for for joining me on tonight. Thank you to every listener who is listening now, who will listen in the future through the replay. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure that you share the broadcast with others so that we can all partake of this word that the Lord is pouring out to us. Look, if you want to know more about Be Free Ministries, visit our website at www.befreeministries.com. BeFreeMinistriesNC.Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. Email us, send us a prayer request, a praise report, a prophetic word at BeFreeMinistriesNC at outlet.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BeFreeMinistriesNC. We do have some upcoming engagements that I will fill you in on next week. But look, if nobody has told you that they – oh, before I get there, make sure that you join us next Thursday at 6 for part two. And look, if no one has told you that they love you, I love you. We at Be Free Ministries, we love you. This is Be Free Ministries signing off.